If you want to go with the flow, live in the moment, wind in your hair kind of life, you need a forward-thinking, prepared-for-anything kind of plan. Like the Audi Freeway Plan Extension. It extends your Audi's maintenance plan by an extra two years or up to 200,000 kilometers. And with free roadside assistance, living in the moment has never gone more according to plan. Visit your nearest Audi dealer today. T's and C's apply. Audi. Vorsprung der Technik. Be financially smart. It's not how much money you make. It's what you do with it. Brought to you by F&B. How can we help you? Hashtag be financially smart. Right, it's 25 minutes to uh, 2 o'clock, or rather 3 o'clock. Thank you for staying with us. It is our standing appointment on Mondays where we uh, talk about money. At this time, we are wrapping up this investment and savings uh, uh, pillar to our our wealth creation conversation. Uh, So do you know how much money you have in your savings right now? Mm, I think I do, I think I do. So if an emergency did have to strike, how would you pay for it? Would you turn to your credit card or would you ask a friend perhaps who is uh, in a good financial position, that generous rich friend to kind of bail you out or will you take a bad debt on? Just so that you can cover this uh, emergency. But as you know, for the past couple of weeks, the Be Financially Smart team, expert Esther Osh, has been uh, delivering really excellent insights on saving and investing when it comes to our money. It's an absolutely essential part of building wealth. So we join Esther now in Cape Town. And this week, we're pretty much wrapping the savings and investment series and we're preparing ourselves for the next evolution of building wealth. Um, Esther, good afternoon. Hello, hello, from sunny Cape Town, strangely enough. Ah, is it warm? Because the sunniness <laughs> can be deceptive. No, it is actually surprisingly warm for this part of the year. But hello and hello to all the listeners. Yes. Glad to be here again. Yeah, gra- glad that you could join us. Glad that you could join us. So it's been a lovely couple of uh, weeks because we've had to get real about uh, savings. We've had to get real about what we're doing to invest and save yeah. properly for the dreams that we want, for the goals that we have. No, so, you know, we at S&D very much think that you categorize your money into four distinct pillars, you know, and then we've done the transacting bit, we've done the borrowing, we've done insurance, and, you know, in the last couple of weeks, we've been spending quite a bit of time on the savings and invest pillar. Um, it's ultimately very important that you spend some time on that so that you can actually use proven methods mm. to grow your wealth. Um, and it's very important that you do so. I mean, you and I have had this discussion now for the last month, and it's very important that you... Make sure that you get advice so that you can get the right solution. But yeah. you need to understand all the different investment options before you choose the right solution, if that makes sense. So it's, I hope that your listeners have found a bit of um, rewards out of the listening to the savings and investment component. Yes, and I actually want to invite uh, everybody into this conversation because we've touched on different aspects in uh, the different conversations we've had. We haven't had a chance to get in all the calls or attend to all the calls that have come in. So here's your opportunity. We really would like to hear from you. Um, You can share your successful saving and investment techniques with us, uh, but we'll also be reflecting on these various aspects of savings and investing uh, with Esther this afternoon. So maybe there are those remaining 
questions uh, that you still have and you have your own experience to share with us at 011-883-0702-31702 for your SMSs. Maybe you picked up a trick along the way. Um, Esther, I remember quite distinctly the savings mechanism of starting with what? It was 10 rand in the first week of the year and it doubles with every week of the year until you get to the 52 weeks of the year. Um, and by the yeah. end, of course, this amount has grown and you've increased how much you, you're saving. So from 10 rand in week one, 20 rand in week two, 30 uh, rand in week three, and so it goes. It just keeps growing. And it sounds uh, um, <coughs> possible to do because you're starting with these small uh, uh, with these small amounts. So, so that I will never forget. So we've had some great insights from some of uh, some from some of our listeners. But um, so if we, if we're saving for a purpose and invest money patiently, let's look at some of the things that it allows us to do because there's also a psychology yeah. to this. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, it's, it's very important that you, when you do this investing and saving money, that you do do it patiently. Mm. Um, don't look at it every day. Okay, there's a couple of things that you, and the first one, and I hammer on this all the time, is yeah. you need to have three months' salary available as an emergency. Mm. So emergencies happen. Uh, you need to know that if you need to take the kids to the doctor or the dogs to the vet, that you can pay for that, that you don't need to take um, take out de- or take on debt in order. Yes, you suddenly need to change all four of your tires at once. All four of your tires at once, or you know, when my cat ate my dog's pills. I remember year. that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's that whole thing. So a three months saving or three months income in an emergency fund that would normally be in a normal money market, money savings account, that's your bank. That's the first thing that you need to do, and then you need to ensure that when you invest your money that you've invested in something that's going to give you higher returns mm-hmm. than just leaving it in a bank account. So if you invest in for 10 years, for instance, you don't want to leave it in a normal bank account because you're going to potentially underperform inflation, mm-hmm. which is the biggest threat to your investment. So you want to make sure that you invest your money and earn, according to your goal, the investment rate that you or the, the returns that you can. Yeah. And then by doing this, you need to set yourself up for a brighter financial future. And I'm very much, and we at FNB, very much on the basis of having a personal financial day. Um, you know, and when doing this personal financial day, there's a couple of things that you need to do. The first thing that you do is make sure that you've got a world that's signed and in place. Yes. The second thing that you need to do is you need to budget. Now, no one likes doing it, but you need to do it. You know, mm. that whole negotiable, non-negotiable item on your budget. Mm. The second thing that you need to do is you need to ensure your income. Make sure that if something happens to you, that you protect your greatest asset, which is your ability to earn an income. Mm. You need to make sure that you're saving for the kids' education and saving for retirement. Yeah. And that's all stuff that you do on a once, once a year sit down, either with your financial advisor or your significant other, and look through all of this so that you can actually set yourself up for that um, brighter financial future. And then the nice thing is if you do invest it properly and you get the right advice and mm-hmm. you do outperform inflation and all that, you can potentially leave a legacy for the next generation in your family. Yeah. So, you know, you can have the, the auntie so-and-so family trust that leaves a generation and leaves a legacy for them so that they can remember you and they can be set up for a part of financial future. Funny you say, you talk about leaving a legacy because some time back I was having a conversation because, you know, it is a savings month around the issue of, of black tax. And I was speaking to another financial expert and, and there was a question about, you know, being burdened and not being able to start saving because you have all of these various obligations. And I said yeah. to the person back that, what about, how about seeing that as 
part of your legacy that part of your legacy is that you were able to put this child through school or you were able to uh, uh, make sure that um, this relative's family is fed so mm-hmm. that they can worry about employment, they can uh, keeping their job, they can worry about studying and not have to worry about yeah. food, for instance. So instead of us seeing this uh, question of uh, what we what is, is, is uh, of black tax as this burden, as this thing that's just slowing you down. In its entire, in a way, it can also be viewed as the responsibility that you have to others on the one hand, but also as a form of leaving a legacy. Because part of our legacy as well is to make sure perhaps that our children don't have black tax, that they don't have to slow down with achieving their financial goals because they need to provide for us. So if we shift maybe our thinking around it, uh, uh, it, 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 it can sit very well with this legacy building or this um, uh, legacy uh, of wealth Mm. that we speak of. Yeah. No, I I agree with that. I mean, it is definitely a way of of uh, leaving a legacy to ensure that, you know, people that are dependent on you are looked after. Mm. But, um, you know, you still need to have that little bit of a a savings and investing culture for yourself. Right. And and I know that time passed before you start going across and, and start giving to other people. I know it sounds very selfish, um, but yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, I think that's what leaves a lot of people quite frustrated because they'd like to do more yeah. for themselves with their own financial goals, but then ultimately uh, they they do have that responsibility, that sense of needing to do for others as well. Whether maybe in some cases it's done through guilt, <laughs> guilt tripping, yeah. a little bit of guilt tripping, uh, but I think in in a lot of other cases, so much more to talk about. My guest is product specialist at FNB Wealth and Investment, Esther Osh, and we have these conversations on Monday. It's about being financially smart, and it's brought to you by FNB. So this time around, we're wrapping our savings and investment pillar. What would you like to know about saving and investing? Um, and uh, maybe you've got some great tips on how you've embarked on your savings and investment journey. You can share those with us on 011-883-0702-31702 for your SMSs right now. Zania Musaka, lines are always open on 011-883-0702. Right, the lines are open to you as we talk about our finances, about money and building uh, financial wealth. And we're with Esther Osh speaking to her from Cape Town's product specialist at FNB Wealth and Investment. So Esther, um, the issue of how difficult it is to save, how difficult is it for South Africans to save and invest their money? Yeah, so... You know, once we get over the challenges of the budgeting and is there funds available, you know, actually think about the new digital banking and all of that and how how simple it actually is to, you know, set up the mechanisms to start saving. Mm-hmm. You know, if you put your, and the best way to start off is to put your savings on autopilot, um, mm-hmm. payments and debit orders. So, for instance, I've got, um, you know, a couple of, um, I don't want to say how much, but I've, I've got a few rand that's going off into an investment account yeah. that I can use as my emergency fund. That goes off every week. Uh, you know, do that type of thing. Set it up. When the day before your salary hits your account, yeah. there should be some money that's left over from the previous month. Sweep that off into your savings pocket. You know, 200 rand a month done that way is 2,400 mm. rand a year. It's quite a nice way to do that. And, you know, the biggest thing is you need to ensure that, you know, you actually spend less than you earn. Now, mm-hmm. it sounds a lot easier to actually make sure that savings and investment is a non-negotiable item on your budget. You need to pay yourself and pay your future 
before you go for all those nice negotiable yes. items in the budget. So, you know, it's not a nice thing to hear, but, you know, in 20 or 30 years' time, you're not going to remember that cup of coffee that you bought. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. You, you're going to remember and you're going to look at your bank or you're going to look at your investment balance and say, you know what, this looks pretty cool. So, you know, be very, very cognizant of how much you are spending and earning and what the relationship is because you want to earn more than you're spending and you want to spend less than you earn. See, you've been holding out on me because now today when we conclude this particular pillar, you bring up the non-negotiable and negotiable items on our budget. Oh, jeez. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Now you bring it up. Let's talk about your non-negotiables and your negotiables. Everything to do with financial wellness, getting yourself wealthy, getting onto the path of financially fit and financially smart comes down to one thing and that's budgeting. So there's two sides to the budget. You get the non-negotiable side of the budget and you get the negotiable side of the budget. Mm. The non-negotiable are the things that you have to pay every month. It's your house, it's your rent, it's your bond, it's your insurance, it's medical aid, it's school fees, it's groceries. Mm -hmm. And saving and investing is actually a non-negotiable item on your budget. Mm -hmm. What are the negotiable items? It's the nice to have. It's the clothing. It's the wine. It's the going out. It's entertainment. It's new TVs. It's new telephones. New cell phones. That type of thing. Okay. That's the negotiable. It's the nice thing to have. Okay. You know? That's clarified. We're not going to fight over what is non-negotiable. <laughs> 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 and what important. is negotiable? We might disagree on that. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, so I get a lot of pushback when I say, you know, wine is a negotiable item on the budget. <laughs> <laughs> it is, unfortunately. So, you know, make sure that you pay yourself and you pay your future before you go out and go and have coffee with your friends, before you buy a pair of shoes, before you buy a jacket. Make sure that your retirement is on track. Make sure that your wealth creation is on track. Yeah, yeah. Because you're not going to remember that cup of coffee or that airtime or whatever you bought, you know, in 20 years' time. But you're going to know that if you can take your family on a nice holiday or you can retire comfortably, there, that you're going to remember properly. Oh, absolutely. All right. We are taking calls, 011-8830702. What would you like to know from our product specialist at FNB Wealth and Investments, that Esther Osh, and uh, you can do so on 011-8830702. Hello, Carl. Hi. Hi, welcome. Good, thank you. Good, thanks. I just heard um, about the negotiable and non-negotiable items. Yeah. We all understand that going out for a beer at the end of the day, it feels good, but it's probably not the best for your bank balance. Mm-hmm. Um, what I want to find out from Esther is what happens when you sit down at the end of the month and you do your budget and all your expenses, your rent, your insurance, your car repayments, your electricity and water, your food, all of that, and I'm not saying you're buying like excessive items on food. I'm saying you look living hand to mouth. What about those people that those non-negotiable items mm. add up to more than what they're earning? Yeah. What do they do, Esther? Do we bring down our insurance? Do we negotiate for I don't know what, or maybe so, so there's a couple move of to a, a yes. It's, it's very important to see where that spending is going. So I'm um, very. Imp- what you what one can do is the first thing is a first step to try and find where money's going. There's something called spending leak, um, which is it's an unconscious spend, it's an unconscious buy mm-hmm. that you do. So it's going to the canteen three times a week. It's you know as you're standing in the checkout till at the, uh, at the at the supermarket that you pop a couple of chocolates in your bag, that type of thing. Well, not in your bag, in your shopping bag. Yes. Um, <laughs> sorry before. So have a look for a month where you are spending your money. 
So literally every time you spend one rand, ten rand, a thousand rand cash credit card or okay. debit card, make a note of it. And there's a chance that there might be a little bit of unconscious spending leak there. If there isn't that, then you need to look at what sort of lifestyle are you having. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's a couple of very difficult decisions that's going to be made there. Can I afford the car that I'm driving? Right. So if you are earning, and I, I mean, I'm talking round figures, you're earning 15,000 rand a month, but your car is costing you 7,000 rand a mm. month. Maybe, maybe you need to reconsider that. Mm. Um, you know, I'm very nervous about saying, you know, cancel your insurance. That's the last thing that you want to do is cancel your insurance. But maybe get advice and see if there's not a cheaper option that's available. That can give you so instead of the cover. comprehensive plan, yes, go for one that where you, where, where you don't have all of those all benefits. All the bells and whistles. Yeah. Yeah, so you know, be nervous about that. So don't mm-hmm. don't do a replacement without getting the advice. Right. Sure you got the advice. Shop around for insurance quite in terms of your short term insurance. That that's all stuff that you But can move do out if you have to. Move out of where you're living if you have to. Sell that car if you have to. Exactly. Make those hard decisions. Yeah. So, Carl, I think that's really what it comes down to, because if all your negotiables are more than what you're earning, then it's, it's yeah, you're living beyond your means. Make another point here on what he said about can you afford the car? A lot of these finance agreements for people, um, even, even if you give the car back, they sell it for what they can get and then you're still liable for the balance. And mm-hmm. nine times out of the yeah. that balance is so close to what you're already paying for the car yeah. that is it worth giving the car back? So, so, Carl, that's why it's very important that before you buy a car, that you make sure that you can afford it. So, mm-hmm. an absolute rule of thumb there is you don't want to buy a car that's more than your annual salary. Mm-hmm. You know, so, if you're only earning 200,000 rand a year, you're not going to find, buy or be able to afford a fancy SUV. Uh, make sure that the car mm-hmm. that you buy in the first place is according to your means. Right. Because, unfortunately, a car is a very emotional discussion. It's a very emotional purchase. An actual fact, a car is just a mode of transport. Yeah, it's a hole in the road you throw money into. Yeah. Well, Cal, thank <laughs> you. Thank you for your call. Uh, Bonolo also on Twitter says, Esther talks about doing away with that cup of coffee. Not if that cup of coffee 20 years ago was with your future wife on a date. <laughs> so I told you that there'd be a debate and argument about what is negotiable and non-negotiable. It's great advice, Absolutely. yes, but you'll get all sorts of pushback because we all value different things or think that some things are negotiable and not negotiable. I'm not saying give up coffee because I think that uh, that's the last thing that I'm saying. I'm saying maybe don't buy a cappuccino every day on the way to work. Right, right. What, Save it for when you do go on a date with that special link. Right, so keep those calls coming. Here's an SMS that says, I discussed the idea of having a three-month salary uh, safety net with friends the other day. None of us can afford to do this. I have no luxuries. My money goes to simple food, transport, school fees, bond on a small house, medical aid and house and car insurance and cell phone bills. And I never eat out, own one pair of shoes and I've canceled my gym membership and DSTV, but barely make it to the end of the month. This is not realistic advice for most people. So what do you say to that, Esther? I feel like saying, well, get a second job. <laughs> Find another <laughs> revenue stream because if you yeah. want to live that particular way and you're not you're simply not making enough to afford the lifestyle that you want there are few options on hand you either cut back or you find a way to make more money mm-hmm. i think you know it does sound daunting three months worth of salary um yeah and there's very few people that have that but start small so 
start really, really small. Right. You can afford to put away 50 bucks a month. You know what? That's at least 50 bucks that you don't need to borrow or go into debt to if there's an emergency. 50 bucks a month, that's 600 bucks a year. Start small. If you get a bonus, you know, apply mm. the 80-20 principle on a bonus. Mm. Take some of that bonus and put it into a savings bucket so that you've got emergencies going ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I, I understand that the three months sounds absolutely insurmountable, but try. It is possible. I'm going to say this, Esther. It is possible. I don't think that line needs to change. Uh, I remember a couple of years ago also feeling like, oh my gosh, this massive amount that you expected to have just sitting there, just parked there. But then when you think about the emergencies, when you think about how precarious life can be, you know, single parent, all these demands on your life. What if something happened to, you know, how will all of these things be catered for? So I think that need on its own drives you to make those compromises and to, and to do what you need to do. I gave up a couple of things. And I made sure that I made that extra money and put it away into an account that just sits there as my uh, three mm-hmm. months and growing uh, um, savings for uh, those eventualities. I think it's possible. And you just need to hey, be determined enough. It is possible. I'm with you. I don't think that line needs to change at all. Um, but let's get yeah. to the competition. Uh, because we're running out of time and we need to uh, ask today's question. You have to be 18 years or older, South African citizen, and you don't need to be an FNB client, but you could win yourself this 5,000 Rand. So you need to tune in every week and answer the question correctly by dialing star 120 star 387 hash and follow the prompts. And then the Be Financially Smart team will announce the winner on the radio in the first week of every month. So Esther, what's this week's question? This week's question is, the sandwich generation refers to those who spend most of their money on food. (laughs) That's a funny one. All right, so easy. (laughs) So if you know the answer, dial star 120 star 387 hash. Uh, Follow the prompts and uh, you're putting yourself in line to win. So there, enter the competition. You just might win an extra 5,000 rand to start to kickstart that savings and investment project. Esther, thank you very much. Thank you. Always love being on the show. Thank you. That's Esther Osh, product specialist in F&B Wealth and Investments. And I mean it. I know it sounds a little bit heartless and unsympathetic to different situations. Been there, done that. I promise you, been there, done that. Literally, where, it is, where you're so stressed because you're living from paycheck to paycheck, month to month, and you're just simply not even enjoying even the non-negotiables in your life because you think, ah, oh, this noose around my neck. But then there are ways around it, especially when you know the financial stress. So it's a, it's a trade-off. The financial Comprom- the, the discipline that you need versus the stress that you're living under. And I'll, I'll pick the discipline any day. Be financially smart. It's not how much money you make. It's what you do with it. Brought to you by F&B. How can we help you? Hashtag be financially smart.